I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Friday. I hope your week has treated you well. Today, we are talking about self-soothing by Enneagram type, but first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that our kiddo comes home today. I get to pick him up from after school and hang out and just have a wild Friday night with our nine-year-old. I can't wait. My thorn is just kind of the same thing it's been all week I'm sorry guys it's just you know grief is rough and feelings are hard and I'm messy and I feel like I'm failing at it and I just keep showing up and I keep allowing and that's all that we can do and it's sticky and vulnerable and weird and my bud is honestly the weekend. I plan to go to the lake tomorrow morning. We have like a little lake in our neighborhood and I've been trying to go as much as possible just because it makes me feel really peaceful and at ease. So I'm gonna go out there and sit and read and write, maybe take a little walk and just enjoy some peace by the, by the nature, as much nature as I would like to do. All right, friends, let's get into today's episode and thanks for being here. Today, we are talking self-care tips for your Enneagram type. Just a few things you may want to try as we do the work of self-support this season. The first thing I want to talk about is a throwback to our shoulds episode, the permission to release the expectation that you be your Enneagram type right now. Our Enneagram type is what we feel like we have to be in order to be loved, accepted, successful. This is an opportunity to see that you can be all of those things without putting on your personality as a tool for getting what you want. In addition, I want us to feel comfortable releasing the should that we can't be our Enneagram type right now. Dun, dun, dun. I know it may seem conflicting, but I am certain that I can't be the only one who has felt the need to toss out the good that my type brings to the table simply because it's so seven of me or the only one to feel shame because I slipped into my patterns again. I want to give you permission to use the good and to not feel shame for when you are doing what most of us are doing right now, which is coping. What I mean by that is that this is a time to use your resources and to relax your posture. I'm going to hold that complexity in the advice that I'm giving you to try or or things that I'm encouraging you to reflect on. I'm also going to talk a bit about using the high side of your line movements. So let's dive into the numbers. So for type one, you don't have to be thorough right now. There's no perfect way to manage this and falling short is an illusion. The idea that there is some invisible standard that you're supposed to live up to and exceed is really unfair. Now that being said, please don't feel shame if you slip up and start to focus on the way you wish other people would behave or finding yourself being self-critical. You aren't going to do anything perfectly, even Enneagram work. It's okay to slip up. What matters is that we notice. So much good happens in the noticing. Notice when we are trying to hold ourselves and others to a standard that isn't necessarily fair. You may find it helpful to expend a lot of energy throughout your day. One of the things that can build up for ones is this irritability. When we expend our energy on projects, creative pursuits, moving our bodies, you may find that the time to focus on what others are doing just doesn't exist. 
Now, you move to type 7 when you are in a season of rest. What 7s do really well is focus on the abundance of what is here, not what is missing. So are you able to shift your perspective each morning to noticing what is here? One of my favorite practices for this is a 10 good things list. We've probably talked about this before, but it's just kind of the first 10 good things that come to your mind. Fresh coffee, a good long walk, laying in the sunshine. They can be small things, simple things that are just nice, good things. You also move to type four. Now type fours usually can look like a stress move for you, but you can also use the high end of that number. It's important that you have an outlet for your anger. Type fours do this well. They honor their emotions. For a lot of ones, they tend to suppress their anger or um, they feel shame for their anger. But it's actually really important that you regularly express it, get it out. So I really encourage type ones to scream Go out into your car, drive down the road, and scream at the top of your lungs if you need to. Break things, break plates or old dishes. Or um, my favorite method is to rage journal. You know, write down everything you're angry about or irritated at. Get your anger out. Don't, it's not a secret dark thing that needs to be hidden. It's just part of being human. So get your anger out any way that you can. Whatever it is that you need to do to express your anger regularly so that you can intentionally let it go instead of letting it turn into darkness or get turned on to someone else. Something that I want to encourage you to reflect on today is who sets the standard for what is good? Are you able to redefine good job for yourself based on the season that we're in? Because isn't it natural that what is a good job right now is likely to have shifted and changed as our world shifts and changes. All right, type two. You don't have to be the one taking care of everything right now. But don't feel shame if you slip up and start to feel like you're the only one giving and no one cares about you even though you haven't been explicit with what you want and need. These things happen. And we're kind of in a season where we're pretty ripe for that to happen. But you might find it helpful to ask yourself how you feel in your heart, mind, body, and soul each day. And then ask yourself what you need in each of those areas. And really, I encourage you to make those needs top priority for yourself. And then if you need to, communicate them to others when necessary. Be as direct as possible. Now you move to type four. Fours are amazing at knowing what they feel and expressing that to others. They really honor their feelings and make them a priority. Can you do that for yourself right now? And I really encourage that you do this proactively and not reactively. A lot of times for our twos, when we're neglecting the way that we feel or what we need, we find that we're reactively asking for it. So we feel like it's missing. So we lash out in attempts to get it in retrospect, right? Like, I wish you had da-da-da. I wish you had responded the way that I needed you to have responded. Instead of being proactive and communicating in advance what you want and need, this really sets the people in your life up for success in terms of how to show you love. You also move to type eight, and eights are killer delegators. They know how to rally a team. You have this natural access point to that energy, and you will benefit from asking for help sooner than later. Something I want you to reflect on today is who sets the standard for what is selfish? 
I know you worry a lot about being selfish, but can you redefine selfish for yourself based on the season we're in? Because isn't it natural for your ability to pay attention to you to shift and to change as the state of the world shifts and changes? You may need a little bit more right now. So how can you prioritize that? All right, type threes, you don't have to be a human ideal right now, but don't feel shame if you slip up and start to crave positive feedback from others. It's natural to want that good feeling you get when you hear good job. Endorphins are hard to come by and our psyche wants to take the easiest route we can to get them. And for you, that's often a really strong pat on the back. But you might find it helpful to be your own source of positive feedback right now and potentially even shift your objectives. Can you write down things that you're proud of yourself for? Make those things like, I rested well today. I trusted that I was valued today. I unfollowed someone who made me feel like I should be hustling more today. You move to type six and sixes are a little bit slower to take action than the typical three. They're more inclined to weigh out their options, and this could be a good time for you to wait a little bit before making something that you're enjoying public. Maybe just enjoy it for yourself for a little while. You also move to type nine. Nines are great at finding peace. You can use the high side of nine right now to find daily rest and ease, to release the pressure to constantly be jumping from mountaintop to mountaintop. You can be here now. And take a few minutes today, if you can, to reflect on this. Who sets the standard for what is successful? Can you redefine success for yourself based on the season we're in? Isn't it natural for that to shift and change as our world shifts and changes? All right, type fours. You don't have to know who you are right now. But don't feel shame if you slip up and start to let life go by without taking care of the practical needs of day-to-day living. The important thing to remember is that habits are for you, not because you're supposed to, not because it's who who you are or some form of your identity. Can you just pick up a habit or two that serve you well and leave the rest of that at the door, the guilt, the shame, the should be, would be, could be stuff. Leave that at the door and just pick up a couple of habits that work for you. You may find it helpful to create some ritual during this season. So what's something you can do each morning, something you can do each evening to build in a natural structure in which you can thrive? You actually move to type one and ones are amazing at consistency. They show up the same every day, no matter how they're feeling. Can you bring in some of that one energy to build a support system for yourself by building in a little bit of structure? You also move to type two and twos are amazing listeners and intuitive givers. Can you spend a bit of intentional time choosing to let someone else's feelings be just as, if not more important than your own? Can you breathe through the desire to be heard and intentionally expand your compassion to the needs of others? Ask more questions, give less personal stories, and see how your connection flourishes. And reflect on this. Who sets the standard for what identity is? Can you redefine identity for yourself based on the season we're in? Isn't it natural For that to shift and change as life shifts and changes. All right, type fives, you don't have to be the logical one right now. But don't feel shame if you slip up and isolate yourself from outside stressors, cutting off the place where love can enter. 
it makes sense, right? This is what you know. This is the comfort zone. You may find it helpful, though, to over-communicate your desire for space in this enclosed season. It is tight right now, right? We are in close proximity to the people in our lives, and there's nowhere to go. And people get their feelings hurt when we shut off from them, when we disconnect. But if we can communicate ahead of time, it's a little bit easier for them to recognize um, that it's not about them, that it's really just what you need to do for yourself. So how can you be as communicative as possible so that the people in your life know that they are cared for, but that you just have a little bit of a need for space? Now you move to type eight. Eights are passionate people. They follow their desires and take the needed action to make things happen. So maybe there's an access point for you to tap into your passion here. You also move to seven and sevens are aware of the abundance in the universe. They look around and they see that there is plenty for everyone. Can you develop an abundance practice during this season that may seem limiting, but could actually provide you with enough mindset shifts to see the plethora of options and good things coming your way? A fun abundance practice that I enjoy is simply sitting and counting the leaves or counting the petals on a flower, something like that, where you can notice how much there is in this earth, even in something as small as a single flower. There is so much there. And if you can reflect on this today, who sets the standard for what is intelligent? Can you redefine intelligence for yourself based on the season we're in? Expand it to include emotional intelligence and awareness. Isn't it natural for that to shift and change as the world shifts and changes? Today's episode is brought to you by Modern Fertility. Knowledge is power, and when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, your health, and your future. There aren't many decisions bigger than having a kid, but for many women, their fertility is a big question mark. And that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same information at $159, a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash egram, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars toward modern fertility as well. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound information about your body can help you make the decision that is right for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com egram. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even $1,000 it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash egram. That's modernfertility.com slash egram. Thank you, Modern Fertility, for supporting the podcast. Type six, you don't have to be prepared right now. And don't feel shame, though, if you do slip up and start to worry about what's coming next. It's as simple as returning to presence. 
You may find it helpful to develop a meditation practice during this time. Five minutes a day can do wonders for creating space in your mind to slow your thoughts and develop a high ability to notice your reactivity or your reactions to circumstances or triggers. Now you move to type nine and nines are amazing at trusting the process and not trying to control their environment. You can access the high point of nine intentionally with a great presence practice. My favorite presence practice is simply the five senses meditation or five senses journaling. You can note something positive that you see, smell, taste, hear, and feel, and either note it internally or write it out if you want to do it as a journaling practice. And it just kind of brings you right back here to what's real, what's in this present moment. Now you also move to type three. Threes aren't afraid to take action on their ideas. If you've been holding onto a dream or an ambition, it could be useful for you to explore what it would look like to share that with others. And if you can, reflect on this today. Who sets the standard for what is safety? Can I redefine safety for myself based on the season we're in? Not future safety, but present safety. Isn't it natural for that perspective to shift and change as the world shifts and changes? Type sevens. <laughs> you don't have to be the sunshine right now, but don't feel shame if you slip and start to take on the role of life coach for everyone in your general vicinity. The desire to make them positive so that you can stay positive is a natural response to a stressful situation. But can you notice where your distaste for your own negative emotions can bleed onto others and just let that temptation pass instead of trying to make them more of what you want them to be? You may find it helpful to keep a win-the-day list during this time, and then from there, let the spontaneity live out for the rest of the day. So a win-the-day list is simply the three big things that have to get done for you to have had a successful day. That way you can really tackle your responsibilities, but then still live into that freedom, that flexibility that you crave. Now you move to type five. Fives are great at not having to fill their time with activities. They are comfortable with stillness and silence. Can you tap into the part of yourself that actually really enjoys slowing down? You also move to type one. Ones are amazing at being consistent and reliable. Can you pull in regular routines and habits that can keep you focused on the intention for that day? I've personally found it helpful to time block by project each day. So Mondays are my admin days. Tuesdays, I work on Club Enneagram and Patreon. Wednesdays, I work on my Brave Collective. Thursdays, I work on book launch. Fridays, I plan for the next week, things like that. It's really helpful when you can really focus in on one area of your work life and pick what three things really need to happen that week in that area. It helps you to know really quickly when your day is done so that you can get to the play part. <laughs> now reflect on this if you can. Who sets the standard for what freedom looks like? Can you redefine freedom for yourself on the season that we're in? Because is it really free if we're limiting our emotional capacity? If we're only focusing on the high points, if we're only focusing on the good, is it true freedom or are we naturally limiting ourselves? Because isn't it natural for this understanding to shift and change as the world shifts and changes? Now, type eights. You don't have to be the strong one right now. It's okay to lean on someone else to get things done. 
But don't feel shame if you slip up and start to start this like intensity seeking, right? The craving of intense connection, which can cause you to pick fights or to look for things that are going wrong. Just notice that it's happening and recognize it for what it is. There's ultimately this addiction to the pain you learn to see as home at some point in your life. You may find it helpful to build something with your hands right now or get in some form of exhausting hobby. (laughs) Wear yourself out by the end of each day. Now you do move to two and twos are incredible at connecting to people vulnerably. Take time to notice when you are choosing strength over vulnerability. In a dialogue with someone, ask yourself, could I be more vulnerable here? You also move to type five and fives are wonderful at knowing when to rest. Let yourself listen to your body and when it needs a break and when it needs to work something out. And finally, reflect on this if you can. Who sets the standard for what is strong? Can you redefine strong for yourself based on the season that we're in? Seeing vulnerability as strength and humility as strength can only benefit you. Isn't it natural for that to shift and change as the world shifts and changes in this time? Okay, type nines. You don't have to be easy to get along with right now, but don't feel shame if you slip up and find yourself wanting to numb to life. It makes sense. It's a weird time. It's very tempting to kind of exit your body and not be present here, but can you notice when that's what you're doing and bring yourself back to presence? Pay attention to what's your preferred numbing agent. Is it your TV, your phone, alcohol, video games? And then how can you experience more of life right now? You may find it helpful to communicate regularly when things don't feel good to you. This is going to prevent you from that internal sacrifice happening over and over again until you burst. We're in a season of, again, close proximity to other people. So there are going to be those little micro shifts that you're tempted to make all day, every day that ultimately add up into one really big sacrifice that is probably too much to give. So how can you moderate your sacrifices over time and really pick the things that you choose to let go and communicate the ones that you can't? Now you move to type three and threes are great at believing they can have it all. Can you use your natural gift of routine with a belief that you can do or have anything to create your best case scenario for life right now? You also move to type six and sixes are good at thinking ahead. So can you borrow that energy to think through the next three steps of what you'd like to be doing in this season of your life and reflect on this. If you can, who sets the standard for what is peace? Can you redefine peace for yourself based on the season we're in? True peace is living clean and clear, knowing that everything that needs to be said has been said, not over-sacrificing for the sake of others. Isn't it natural for that to shift and change as the world shifts and changes in this season? Thank you guys so much for being here. 